What if you could become a better person, not by working harder, but by allowing your inherent goodness to take the lead? And not because you're a bad person, but because there's something inside you that's ready for more. How to be a better person gives you one tiny step a day you can take to be the person you want to be. My mission? To help you keep growing. Hey there, and welcome to How to Be a Better Person. I'm Kate, your host and the author of the book, How to Be a Better Person. So probably the most obvious way to earn more money, which is the subject of all the episodes here on How to Be a Better Person this week, is to get a raise at work. And yet, according to a pay scale survey, 60% of Americans have never asked for a raise. Today's episode is designed to keep you out of this 60%. It's part of a week of episodes on getting yourself in a better financial situation by earning more money and a continuation of last week's theme, which was spending less. We're taking the rising prices and potential of a recession as an opportunity to get savvier about money this week. And as part of that, I'm talking with Deanne Pearson, a career coach in Austin, Texas, and founder of DeliberateCareers.com. I have sent many people to Deanne over the years to help them figure out how to earn more while also enjoying their work more. I love her straight talk, and I think you will too. Deanne, welcome. Hi, Kate. It's good to hear you. Uh, Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. So if you had to sum up your stance on earning more money, I'm just diving right in, Deanne. We try and keep it kind of short around here. (laughs) Okay. What would your... How would you sum up your, your how you approach earning more money? Well, my approach is to any career dilemma or business dilemma is design the life you want. Get really clear about what you want, value, and need to be successful in your own life on your own terms. And then we have to look at what is the income that will bring you that life will support that life. And, you know, I I don't talk a lot about purpose and attraction and all those kind of buzzwords that are popular. I'm more into what do you want your life to look like? Where do you want to live? How do you want to live? How much? And then finding the numbers that support that life now, or in the next chapter, if you're making a change. So I always start with the life first, and then the support the work after. Right. I like that because then it's not, I just feel like it grounds you in knowing what you really need to ask for, right? It's not necessarily like, oh, well, I did my research and this is the salary range and I think I'm somewhere in here. It's more like, well, no, I really need to make this because where we want to live costs this much and what we want to do costs this much, Mm -hmm. right? Does that like... That's right. That's where you start. And I just get, gave another talk about salary negotiation for a group up in New Jersey, uh, women in quality. And one of the things I, I said, you have to be clear about what you want, but there is that next step is, you know, what's the value? And I'm not talking about your intrinsic value. I believe that everybody has a value because they're here, they're living, they're breathing, but the market value for what you do. And so then we have to find the people who value what you do for work enough to pay you the amount that it, that makes your life possible. And so 
it is really kind of a bridge building process in Got my it. view. I can say more about that if you like, but yeah, well, I want to, I love what you're saying, but I want to talk numbers for a second. Okay. So now that inflation is rising, every paycheck we get without a raise, we're kind of essentially losing money. Can you talk us through the math? Because sometimes I think we have to appeal to our logic through mm-hmm. numbers. Yes. So what I'm seeing in my clients and in the rest of the world is there the two main types of inflation we have is like the pull or the push. So let's say Apple products like iPhones, they pull people onto the bandwagon of being loyal buyers. So they can raise the prices on that limited launch of so many cell phones, whatever, and people will pay it. So that loyalty is there. But what we're seeing more so now at the grocery store and everywhere is more of the push kind of inflation in that everything is adding up, <laughs> you know, everything from how we transport food. So the grocery bills going up, certain foods aren't available. A vegan ice cream shop here went out of business because they couldn't access a key product out of the Ukraine. So there's a lot of push of this, these dollar amounts adding up on products and services, making it much harder for those who are employed making the same amount that they made three, four, even 10 years ago with no relief or compensation for inflation. So we're going, you know, like housing prices going up six times in the last 10 years in my neighborhood. So it kind of locks me into this house unless I have someplace else to go. So I I think a lot of people are just feeling this isn't numbers, but it's just kind of like a lot of people are feeling a little stuck. Mm -hmm. If inflation has gone up six times, you know, if uh, an apartment in New York is six times what it was three years ago or four years ago, then I can't afford to live somewhere else, but I also can't afford to keep pulling out my savings every month. So people are really trapped and they're trying to look for what else can I do? In my viewpoint, I guess I'm not thinking math. I'm thinking happiness. You know, where can I be happy and doing what where I'm not selling my soul or losing money is a big question for my clients right now. I'm sorry I don't have hard numbers. I guess yeah, I should yeah, no. <laughs> Right. Well, I mean, I definitely think we can relate to that sense of like the the walls are closing in kind of a thing and the ceiling getting lower. And sometimes you have to get pushed into a hard position to really make a change. Yeah. A lot of times the only thing standing between us and making more money is us, you know, despite the fact that we're feeling the the pinch. Maybe we're not feeling confident enough to make the ask or we're more focused on why it won't work than how it could. So what kind of a pep talk can you give to someone who needs a little oomph to go ask for that raise or promotion? Right, right. So, you know, usually with the idea, the cost of living going up, employers add a little annual increase around 2% or less each year to whatever the salary was that you started with. But 
you know, this year we've seen inflation go up like almost 9%. So obviously what you're making is not keeping up with real world, real numbers. Um, You can kind of look up the Bureau of Labor Statistics. It gives you a lot of real world numbers. So as you look at what I want my life to look like, and you're looking at your current job, your current paycheck, a lot of times you get, I wouldn't say complacent with the work. I would say complacent with inventorying the evidence of your success or the evidence of the work that matters that you're contributing to. So one of the first things I would say is look back at the last two, three years and document some of the problems you've solved, some of the obstacles that you've overcome at work, the solutions you have derived, the opportunities that you've captured and make notes of them, the difference, the results that you've generated through being there and doing the work at hand. It's not always in the job description either. Mm. Then that evidence is the part that, that those things that matter, like, for example, a client of mine was work, has worked in Salesforce, which is a software which helps you plan your sales and marketing for large companies or small companies. And if there's not an app that aggregates all the information or generates the right support, he's been able to develop it. And so that was just kind of added on to his job description as an additional hat to wear because it needed to be done. So that might be a leverage point for that person. They've taken on something that's above and beyond their original role. And the result is that they built a new pipeline, a new whole sector of income coming into the company using his reports, using his development. But we always think that our boss knows what we're doing, but really our boss is doing boss stuff. Our manager's (laughs) doing management stuff. So sometimes you have to make a document and say, hey, these are the three big contributions I've made over the last three years. I was wondering if we could talk about you know, maybe a change in my base salary. Right. Yeah. And that's a conversation that you can have, but it needs to be supported, not about what you need, but more about what you contribute. Got it. And it sounds like doing that kind of inventory will help inspire your own confidence as well. You know, it's not just about convincing your boss. It's kind of about convincing you to actually ask for it, prepare for it and show up. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it. And I I don't think you have to be the most confident person in the room to make more money. I think that the documentation and relating those facts, yeah, will raise your own internal view of your value, but could make a significant difference in how you're seen in the company. Got it. And how you're paid. Right. All right. I want to talk more about what you do once you're in the room, but I have to take a quick break. Okay, and we're back with Deanne Pearson of Deliberate Careers. So, Deanne, you were telling us about making an inventory of the ways that you've contributed to the company before you make the ask. Is there any other kind of preparation you should do? 
Yeah. So that's a great point. And, you know, there's your inventory and your way of looking at your own work. And I say, be a detective, you know, write it down as if you were observing the process. Notice the the knowledge, skills, achievements, talents that you're using. But then you have to go and do some research about your industry, your company, what's going on for that market. And I use Payscale. Dot com. I, I have a whole little cheat sheet I send people to help them do that. You can ask people, you can look on different websites. But sooner or later, you have to look at what does the company need? And you have to, that's where I call it bu- bridge building. What can I do? And what's the evidence of my success? And how do I match it to what the company needs? What problems they need solved? And you have to come up with somewhat of a range based on the research of, you know, some industries just pay better. Some do not. Some companies pay better. Some companies pay less, but you get a lot more of the soft compensation, which is like time off, Mm -hmm. flexible schedules. Or they also may include bonuses that are outrageously beneficial, (laughs) depending on what role you take. So yeah, you have to come up with that, you know, what to ask for based on their needs and the funding of that company. Got it. And once you're in the room, you're in the meeting, you've asked for the meeting, you've done your research, you've done your inventory. What do you recommend people do to help promote the chance of a positive outcome? It goes back to just making it really obvious you know, it could be a conversation. And sometimes my clients start out playing with a script that I, a couple of scripts that I have, you know, over the last three years, our company has grown tremendously and I have taken over these three roles and added, or these three tasks and added them to my skill set and my work, my daily work. And I've accomplished, and then you need to have some numbers or outcomes that matter to the boss. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's not always money. You know, people say, well, that that comes down to revenue and I don't really get that close to revenue. No, it can come to, you know, it could be revenue. It could be a number. It could be time saved. It could be how you've streamlined processes to make other parts of the company work better, logistics or or, um, supply and demand that you've sorted out, making other people's work happen faster, better, smoother, avoiding risk. But there's a lot of ways to report those results. You have to look at what matters to your boss and to the company mission. But you could really do it in in the last three years, I've taken over these roles or these tasks, and I've produced this and have some real outcomes. And then the last part is I would like to talk about my future here and possibly moving up to a range of between this and this and give them real numbers. Like if you want to be between 120 and 150, 120,000, 150,000 or 200,000 and 220, whatever that range is, research it and give them a real number and say, you know, it's not a done deal, but I'd like to discuss it and open up the discussion. Mm-hmm. Set your ego aside. Mm-hmm. Work on the relationship of exchanging facts where everybody moves forward. Got it. And 
if more money or maybe as much money as you are asking for or really feel like you need is off the table, what are some other things you could ask for or or where could you go from that point that would still provide a boost to your overall bottom line, maybe your happiness bottom line, if not necessarily yeah. your paycheck? Right. So if if money is the need, then it's really hard to let the money go. You know, mm-hmm. if it's a base salary you, you need increased and you're just not making a living at that current number, then we have to settle that that's no longer in at play. And at that point, we decide, you know, could they include you on a bonus structure, maybe that's reserved for a certain sector of the company? Could they include you on commissions if you're indirectly related to sales success, but you're not actually a salesperson? Maybe you're global sales director and you do all the technical side of getting the pipelines laid out. The other things in what we call soft compensation are more time off, you know, flexibility about whether you work from home or you work in office or some hybrid of the two. Some people will negotiate a better title that sets them up if they do need to make a move they can make a move that is recognized by having a title that they feel like fits them better, makes for better, you know, lateral moves to other companies later or to other departments. But so title, time off, flexibility of schedule, some type of improvement in the bonus structure or commission structure. Yeah, just kind of figuring out, I would say, the rules of the game at that point. Got it. So there's a lot on the table there, which I think can make it seem a little less, um, I have to go in there and walk out of here with more money, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Get more places to go. Just real quick before we sign off, Deanne, is there anything else that you want people to know about earning more money? Yeah, I, I think earning more money is possible typically with the company you're with. The significant amount that you can make within the company may not be adequate. Again, inflation has increased like to 8.6% or 9%, you know, Mm -hmm. tripled this year. So it may be necessary to move out of the company or industry to move up in salary or title and other compensation. So be prepared, stick to the facts, set your ego aside, exchange the facts and come to an agreement. That's what I have to say. Yeah, it's not personal. It's business. Yes, exactly. It's not personal. It's business. It's a business relationship. And good relationships are built on people showing up at their best, giving their best and to each other. And it should be, again, reciprocal. Got it. Thank you so much. For folks who want to connect with you, what have you got for them and where can they find you? Well, I am Deanne Pearson at DeliberateCareers.com. And I certainly would be happy to share with you my recent PowerPoint and transcript of 
a presentation I did recently about preparing for those conversations about salary. And it can be used internally with your current company, or if you're in job search, it certainly can be used to negotiate a better salary during your job search, during your interviews. Fantastic. And so people would reach out to you at deliberatecareers.com? Yeah. um, Deanne, D-E-A-N-N-E at deliberatecareers.com. Great. Would be a great place. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Deanne. You're welcome. Thanks, Kate. Hey, it's Kate back with your tiny assignment. So gosh, what do you want to do? There's so many choices here. You could write an inventory of ways you've contributed and things you've accomplished at your job, both to shore up your own confidence and to use as evidence of why you deserve to be paid more. You could do the external research to figure out what the market will bear in terms of salary increase for you. Or you could do some noodling around how much money you really need to make based on what you want. This is a big one. It's really juicy. It is very empowering because it grounds you in knowing what you truly need. So I say just choose one of these things. It's time. It's time to earn more money. It's time to ask for more money. I mentioned in the intro that 60% of Americans have never asked for a raise, but what I didn't share is a stat from that same survey that finds that of those people who do seek a raise, 44% of them get it. That's not bad odds. And if you don't get the raise, maybe you'll get the title or the time off or the knowledge that it's really time to start looking for a job that will pay you what you need to earn. I hope you'll come back tomorrow when I'm talking about how to earn more money without necessarily spending more time working. How to Be a Better Person's theme song, Left for Deadish, is by Junior85. The episodes are mixed by Sound Advice Strategies. If you liked what you heard in this episode, share it with someone you think would like it too. Your voice matters. Also, How to Be a Better Person has an official newsletter that sends the past five episodes and a well-chosen meme to your inbox every weekend. Sign up at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com and click on Get Podcast News. I also love to hear from listeners. I mean, I love it. Send me an email by clicking on the Contact Kate button at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com or you can tweet me at Kate W. Hanley. Don't forget the W. Or find me on Instagram at Kate Hanley Author. I look forward to connecting with you. 